What up, though? This is Pop Culture 223, a podcast where we talk about firearms, the Second Amendment, gear, and the culture. Get it popping with us on this journey. Let's go. What up, though, everybody? We back in the building. This is the Pop Culture 223 Podcast. This is season two, episode six. Um, I've been away for a minute, but we back in the building, man. Mm-hmm. That bear on the ones and twos. What up, though? What up, though? And then we got another homeboy, man, um, here. I want him to introduce himself. Like, we know, we on the show, we try to bring different people with different backgrounds on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, all CPL instructors, fathers, um, you know, mentors to other people, um, do stuff in the community. Um, but he got he got a story to tell. So we try to bring, like, all shades, all walks of life on the show. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. Um, his company's called Chaos, Chaos Tactical Solution. So I'm glad he's on the show, man. Thanks for coming out. But go ahead and introduce yourself to the world. Yeah, uh, Shane with Chaos Tactical Solutions out here based out of Detroit. Uh, everybody call me Shen. That's the Arabic translation of my name, Shane. Mm-hmm. So that's what I go by. Um, yeah, man, I'm glad. You know, I know we've been kicking with KJ for a while. I'm glad you hit me up. Mm-hmm. I finally uh got out here to get a link up with y'all. You know? That's what's up, bro. That's yeah, 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 up. yeah. Give him, give him some, give him some. Yeah. Give him some the... There it is. There it is. Like I said, I've been away for a while, man. I was yeah. out here with my son, baseball, traveling, heavy, all over Flint, all over Saginaw. Yeah, you was in Ohio for a minute. For the whole of July, man. I was like, I got to get back in the studio, man. This, <laughs> I was fiending to get back in the studio, man. And I'm, and I'm new to the game. But, um, Shin, tell us what does uh, Chaos Tactical Solutions stand for? So, um, Chaos Tactical Solutions, I mean, it's no secret code or message there. But when you put it together, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaos is the name of my company I was in when I was in the Army okay. back in the day. Okay. So it just made sense to go with Chaos Tactical Solutions because I have a, I I like to say I have a tactical approach to how, how to do and handle things. Right. So Chaos, we all know, like by definition, is confusion. Right. Out of uh, you know, confusion out of nowhere, disorder out of nowhere. That's mm-hmm. how Chaos is basically textbook um, defined mm-hmm. and where where do we need what are we training for right these these robberies carjackings mass hysteria whatever so chaos tactical the specific plan or um plan or strategy to handle you know take care of stuff whether it be war or um uh, altercation or whatever right. and solution it's obviously something to right. deal with right, so right, that's right. how we got chaos type solutions it just made uh you know Common sense thing. I just put it together, and it sounds cool. So you know. it, it does, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, so so when, I, when I first started following, I'm like, oh, dog, I got a cold ass name, right? That's yeah. okay. chaos. I was it's, like, it's crazy because uh, when I was going to get, you know, my uh, company incorporated, it's a, a lot of chaos tacticals out there. Yeah, so it's a guy. He, he's a marine. That. He's a brother. Um, he's a marine out of um South Florida. His name is Chaos Tactical LLC. Um, but out of out of Florida, mm-hmm. there's some guys up here. I think they run um, like tactical gear, like airsoft gear and mm-hmm. uh, knee pads, elbow, all that stuff. Uh, they're Chaos Tactical out of uh, Ottawa, Lake Michigan, out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm Chaos Tactical <clears throat> Solutions. So I just put that solutions part and spin on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, and and real quick, you know, you always be be ribbing me about how long my name is and putting it out there like that. No, it's, for, it's for that same kind of reason. Uh, you know how many urban firearm folks I've seen out there? I'm like, dog. Your, your name need all a right. comma and a period in it. That's how long that motherfucker <laughs> is, bro. You, your shit need a, a comma and a period. And I, when you tip me in the DM, I said, hey, yeah, it's, I, it's no mistaking your name <laughs> because this is the longest one on there. But people don't think about that kind of thing where they start to, you know, oh, yeah. this name sound cool, woo, woo, woo. But he broke it up, though. You yeah, know, it's chaos, yeah. underscore, tactical, underscore, solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are also a CPL instructor, right? Yeah. yeah a yeah. USCCA? USCCA. Uh, I got certified with the NRA back uh, 20, 
16, mm-hmm. then uh, I like the USCCA's business model. Mm-hmm. And messing with them heavy for over a year now. Okay. So you be was you heavy tra- you know, training people or, you know, one on one, private or what you like to do? It's more like uh one on ones and privates. Mm-hmm. I tried the uh you know, I had a brick and mortar, COVID hit. Um people wasn't really too keen about sitting up eight hours with a mask on. Mm-hmm. And um so I shut down operations. Things well not even shut them down, things went south, you know, mm-hmm. to keep it real. And uh with even with that, that was like before that was early, early pandemic. That was before they put in the six foot restriction. Right. I mean six feet. Okay, so no mask, then six feet, then you could have mm-hmm. what it was five to ten people in yeah. in an area. So that that um opened things up a bit. So I was going out making house calls there. Like mm-hmm. I was trying to get everybody like, hey, you got four or five family members or whatever, it'd be more beneficial. Everybody come out, right, get it nailed and done. But uh more one on ones and uh privates, you know, that's that's my angle and approach. Cause I'm more I'm more so like a lot of people, like when I did my business plan for the business, like uh even though Detroit with the uh, population and incline, uh, the populations go up and, and decrease every now and then, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with everything going on in the world. Right. Uh, at a at a population of a million people, it's six hundred thousand recorded. At least at the time I opened up, it was six hundred thousand, six hundred sixty thousand recorded CPL holders in the state of Michigan. So every time I'm I'm in an area or I'm out training or doing whatever, it's like, hey, I'm a firearms instructor, CPL and firearms instructor. I always make the distinction. I'm a CPL right. and firearms instructor. You don't know how many people's like, oh, I already got my CPL. Right. And like a conversation go on four or five minutes. Like, right. but I ain't shot in three or four years. Mm-hmm. So I, I offer the uh advanced and concurrent training that you need after. So I tell everybody, like, you go get a CPL class and then now we gotta talk tactics. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get it, you watch a video or a slide of how to take cover in a classroom. I actually like on my Instagram, y'all see, I actually go out and Show everybody how to set up behind cover, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, that's um, why. That's why I caught you at. I was like, oh yeah. shoot, he going to the people's houses, mm-hmm. actually showing them in their environment mm-hmm. how to maneuver around cover or use cover. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, that was out of, to me. That was out of the box thinking. Yeah, that, that yeah. right there caught my okay. eye. Like, okay, he's somebody I need to, you know, what I'm saying, get you know, connect with, talk to, and see what's up. And then you know your other your other skill set. But that was cool, man. Um, so I know when I looked up. Some of the information about you, you enlisted, right? Like, tell us about that, how, how that went, and, and how long you were served. And... Yeah, I um, enlisted in the Army. I was 21, so a while ago. For some people, it ain't, that, <laughs> ain't that far, you know, but I'm getting up there. So, you right. know, uh, enlisted 2009, went to the Army, joined the uh, infantry, and uh, did four years there in, in the Army. Uh, one of those years I did overseas. Uh, Operation Enduring Freedom, Afghanistan. Okay. So, so tell us a little bit about appreciate about your service, brother. Yeah, appreciate oh, yeah. your service, my brother. Appreciate the support. Yeah, there we go. So, how, how was that over there? Uh, it was it was actually pretty cool, man. I, I kind of dug it, but um, studies say, or at least at the time when I enlisted, studies say like you got to be like eleven percent crazy or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh they if, do if you if you oh, join yeah, yeah if yeah, you join the yeah. uh military and yeah. then if you join the actual infantry, yeah. Like it, the percentage goes up. Yeah. It's, so what you what you say like eleven you was like infantry? eleven yeah. And I think it's like even higher if you marine it's like fifteen or like eighteen yeah. percent or something. So what, what's the so tell tell me what the what do you do in the infantry? Well the infantry is a classic like you watch all the all the military movies they call it front line. Mm-hmm. Um so Army was, right yeah yeah, yeah. uh we got all kinds of names, uh, door door kickers, grunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marines are jarheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Army, you, you was front. in the shit? Uh, yeah. Right up front? Yeah. Yeah. So you said you was in a unit called Chaos. Well, uh, Chaos Company. Chaos Company. Yeah, yeah. And I was in a unit. My unit was called Triple Deuce, 2nd Battalion, 22nd Infantry Regiment. Okay. Real, real, uh, historic, historical unit there. So. Is it? Yeah. Okay, so y'all was knocking on doors and... Asking people to come on out, let me talk to you for a minute, or how that went? Uh, it went nice like that sometimes. <laughs> I was about to say, it ain't always a knock. It might be a yeah, knock yeah. with your boot or, with, you know, hey, a, man. Or a ram or it, it went nice like that sometimes. We call those uh, uh, tactical call-outs. Mm. But um, my mission was different. I didn't have the um, textbook infantry mission when I, when I deployed. 
I was a part of uh, Obama's spearhead project. Uh, so he gave the State of the Union address in 2009, like October, mm -hmm. November 2009. And my unit was one of those 30,000, 40,000 uh, soldiers that was deployed to um, go on the Hearts and Minds mission. So I was a part of Obama's uh, NATO mission to um, win the hearts and minds of them. Basically, we were training their army, uh, building up their numbers so that they could fight their bad guys over there gotcha. and we could we could come home and get pulled up out of there. Gotcha. You was a part of that unit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that mission. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so that mission, yeah. yeah. So how was that experience? Uh, it was it was cool, man. It was cool. I uh, got to live and be up close and personal with the people from over there. And... Uh, Full full transparency. I went over there, same typical uh, American. It was like us versus them. So mm -hmm. a lot of people would ask. My family was like, "Hey, you know, you got to go work over there and work with them. Like, you're not scared. They right. try to hurt you, do whatever." That happened every now and then. You know, you working side by side with some people. Um, we've had Taliban that we um, not necessarily discovered, but figured out that they were blending in with the trainees mm -hmm. and stuff. And uh, we had channels and we, we operated like that, you know, passed them up to uh, special forces and then they, es you know, escorted them out and stuff and all of that. So, excuse me, sir. You walk this way with me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, but, um, but it was, it was pretty cool, man. I got to learn, learn some stuff from them, even though I was over there teaching with them. So, like I said, I didn't have the classic, Infantry uh, search and destroy mission mm -hmm. the whole year I was there. Right. Although there were, um, you know, missions and we did operations. But my main um, objective there was to train their army. So even though I was a private at the time, private first class, um, I was training their sergeants and NCOs. NCOs a non-commissioned officer. Mm -hmm. so training their sergeants, you know, on how to run an actual basic training. Although I only was out of basic like a little over uh little under a year at that point. That's what's so, up, though. Yeah. So, this, well, like I said, you, you educate me. Did somebody say, look, you you got a skill I want to, you know what I'm saying, promote? Or, you know what I'm saying, how did you get into that? Opposed to doing other stuff. Like, actually teaching the um, the officers over there and, and training them. Oh, um, we had it broken up by rank. So, like, um, our sergeant first classes, our platoon sergeants, mm -hmm. were, like, training their... Everybody was basically training their our counterparts over there were like one up over us. Mm. So I was a private, but I was training their sergeant. Right. Mm. Our sergeants were training their sergeant majors. Our right. sergeant majors were training the sergeant majors of army mm -hmm. and uh, so on and so forth. Like they master sergeants and then up to they lieutenants. Yep. And so so were they picking up? This, were they picking it up quick? Uh, some of them. Some of them. Uh, you know, we we think. Um, these third world countries and, and people that are and like less fortunate than us, we think that they're behind the curve and a lot of stuff. But we got to remember they've been over there living for thousands, mm -hmm. millions of years under the stars. Mm -hmm. You know, with uh, what what we say without technology, right? They're over there making axes and things right. to dig in the ground and earth and making it happen you know? without all this technology. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, so um, I learned a lot from them, just as much as I was teaching them, but um. Like I said, the mission wasn't all all, all combat all day every day. Mm -hmm. So um, we built schools uh, over there. Now, with that That's being said, up. wasn't like actual brick and mortar. We had like what's called Alaskan tents. Those mm -hmm. are um, high high uh, industrial like grade tents. It's never um never hot in the summer as long as you keep the generator going and, and the insulation is built good. It's never hot in the summer. Never cold in the winter, you know. So um, we would put those up. We had got tasked at one point to um, it was like a million dollars in tents. Uh, we had thirty because they they were like deemed thirty three or thirty five thousand dollars per tent. Mm -hmm. So um, at least that was the value. Right. Uh, we got tasked to put up thirty of those one month. So we um we were engineers or whatever, but it was easy to read instruction right. manual. We went out right. there, set up security. Built the tents. They had some for um, medical base for medical training. Had some where they were actually learning mm -hmm. how to read and write. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, uh, those guys over there, they they're speaking ten and eleven languages already. Yeah, a different dialect. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like we over here, we go from Detroit to Alabama <laughs> or Georgia or Florida, and like we have right. It's like what, what what's it's kind of like we speak in right. different languages, right? right Ebonics, right. different lingo. Right. The different so, lingo, the slang, and you know, you so add yeah. in the accents and all that. Yeah. So I, I had a a, a real why why um 
eye-opening experience with like how smart and how far they actually were mm-hmm. in life without all the modern technology. Like mm-hmm. I said, it was no roads, it was no street lights. Yeah. Like underneath the stars, you yeah, said yeah. it. When it yep. get dark, it's yep. dark. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then snow, snow route, snow plow. Like what's that? Right. You know? <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> you up in the mountains. You up yeah. in the mountains with that. Yeah. 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 I, I I can't relate because I never served, but I I understand a lot of what he's saying. Because I, you know, coming from a military family, my grandfather, um, when he retired from military, he was master sergeant at the army or in the army. That was mm-hmm. his his uh, his rank. He actually should have been higher, but it's a long story. We're not gonna get into stuff. It. Always happened like that. Yeah. As to why he actually had the rank, but he didn't have the stripes because, like, again, it was some old crazy stuff that he mm-hmm. did that he didn't do that he shouldn't have did. Type of weird type of stuff. So that yeah, it's like oh, you got this rank, Brown, but. We can't give you a stripe to show you that because of X, Y, and Z. Oh, you, know, you can't you know, give you that pay scale. It, it, no, it's one of those, you fucked up. You know you <laughs> yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably should be probably court-martialing <laughs> your ass for this shit, but because of who you are, what you do, and blah, 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 we just not going to give you these stripes. But right. you technically on paper have this, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I got it. Yeah, so just listening to that, and then I got, you know, uncles that have been, you know, Army. My brother-in-law, he's um, Air Force. You know, my, my I got a, my grandfather on my mother's side. He was Air Force, so I understand a lot of the you know a lot of the jargon, a lot of the stuff. That now you said about. something about that. That was the tenth. What was the ones before? Like, why did they get out of number? Oh, uh, enduring freedom ten. Uh-huh. Well, basically, um, from the nine eleven campaign, okay. you know, um, so going from Iraq and then tra- transitioning over mm-hmm. to Afghanistan too. So, uh, you got Iraqi freedom. You know, Operation Iraqi Freedom and then Afghanistan's campaign is Operation Enduring Freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's two separate different spins and then two different uh, terrains, basically. To, uh, you know, so it was two different ways to handle both right. both, both faces of the, of the war at that point. But uh, I was with tenth rotation, so okay. You know, 2010 from 2000. You know, so mm-hmm. they went 2001, two, three, four, five. So and I know you told me. Um, talk a little bit about the. You was the lead instructor for your unit as far as hand to hand combat training. Yeah. How did that work? Hand to hand is like a um so com- competitive. Yeah, 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 commercial where everybody uh sums it up or whatever. So it sounds cool, you know that mm-hmm. that uh, Rambo era uh, <laughs> jargon, you know. But um, yeah. By the time I left my unit, I was a uh, E five, a sergeant. Okay. And uh, I became a uh, combat. Uh, base scenario master trainer for my unit, so I served as uh the, the head of my battalion. Mm-hmm. We had a- shots for that yeah. there. <laughs> so yeah, we had uh just under the thousand at the time I left, we had just under a thousand soldiers that I was in charge of uh, keeping up up to date with our uh, skills. So basically, um, if soldiers were there or deployed longer, you know, same time as me or longer than me, everybody has some kind of basic combative training. So um when all the new soldiers came and funneled in. I just kept everybody at 100%. Uh, my unit had got funds to open up actual combatives training um, area within our unit. With a, uh, We call it the COF, but a central operating uh, facility. So it's basically like our, our locker room where we hang out and stuff. Right. But um, they, they got a state-of-the-art uh, combatives training facility put inside our COF. So whenever we had new uh, soldiers come in, they did their in-process and the paperwork and all of that. Usually, no, new soldiers have nothing to do when they first get there because they're getting integrated. Right. So I'll take that week or two weeks with them and work with them all day. So like what? Give us some like hand to hand, weapons retention, knife retention, or what? Yeah. So um, that's what? a good that's a good good question. Uh, when I when I went through my first basic combatives program and basic training in two thousand nine. It was all GFT, ground fighting techniques. Mm. So uh, the Gracies that came over. I was about I, to ask you if that's where the, you got Gracies with the Gracies were hired by the Army in 92 to teach them, like, advanced, um, you know, um, combat, um, up close and personal skills. Mm-hmm. So everything I learned was all ground fighting. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I went through tactical combative school. So the first one was basic combatives. I went through level two, which is called tactical combatives program. That's where I learned um, how to fight with a knife, rifle, yeah. and in advance. I mean, at the unit, you learn stuff from all the OGs right. that's been there and done that. But um, I learned how to fight with a knife, rifle, um, advanced cuffing and, and detaining techniques. And then from there, went to level three uh, a little bit after that. 
and that's where I got deeper into like um, stand up, kick kickboxing and stuff. Like you learn a basic uh, a kick or a shove, how to get people off of you. Mm-hmm. But that's when I got advanced in my training with uh, kickboxing. We got exposed to like 13, 14 different martial arts, Greco-Roman wrestling, jiu-jitsu, um, Muay Thai, American style kickboxing. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of um, cool stuff there. So when you learned all that, did you have to put that stuff in effect over there? Did you had to go get busy on something with that, using those skills? Actually, um, aside from like unit tournaments and you know us just seeing who who's who's the biggest baddest in the, mm-hmm. in, in, you know division tournaments, I, I competed and fought a lot. But I did, you know, I'm one of the few people in my unit that had like a situation downrange where we were trying to detain somebody and they got out of line. So like at the unit, like I'm like one of the few people that had like actual hand to hand combat aside from, hey, get down and we, we cover right. you and stuff. Okay. So all right. It's not all like, like it, it gets hairy and sticky sometimes. Right. right. But like. But it's not always like that. Yeah. 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 So um, we were trying to detain the dude. He didn't, he didn't want to get detained. And then some of the villagers um, were helping him out. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, uh, I gained, you know, I uh, had an eye-opening experience about them and their people over there. So I went over there, typical American, like us, us versus them, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then I started appreciating them as a people because, like, over here, like I said, I was trying to detain somebody, and the village, you know, people from the village came to help. So I had right. ended up fighting five people. Two of those people ended up being Taliban. So, right. um, you know, but they didn't stand around and watch. Like right. I had a rifle, right. my team leader had a rifle, I got knives, multiple magazines, right. and we're like, all right, yeah, you got to come with us, you know, whatever, we got you, we got you pinned down. They, they didn't go, hey, hey, I got, I got your back, bro, I'm recording this. Right. No, they right. came, they came, right. right. they came grabbed, in, yeah. Grabbed, grabbed me up, they know I'm a, a, a private at the time, they see the rank, they know what it means, mm-hmm. started fighting me, you know, and uh, shit, it was four or five of them, and I'm here. Talking to y'all, so that's what's up, bro. Because, yeah. I'm, hey, 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 no, for real, though, that's what's up. Because that's the see, and that's the mentality that not the mentality, but that's the thing just from knowing what I know and the research I've done and looking. Like you said, they grabbed you because you was a private, they look at you like I mean, they know he knew, yeah, so he the newbie, he don't know shit. Yeah, we, about to, know. we about to fuck him up and kill him or, or take him out or whatever. He, he ain't got no experience, but the experience that he had, though. Mm-hmm. His rank didn't dictate who he was. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They they kind of was li- looking at that false cover, judging that book. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like, eh, you do that, but like you just said, yeah, his brother's here with us today. So you oh, know, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was fighting like a private. Like yeah. you, you get that training, yeah. And I tried some textbook shit. Like I tried to thump one of them in the, in the chest with my muzzle, like back up. That motherfucker stepped back and grabbed my rifle and it was on, you know. So I ended up fighting and struggling. Said textbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it don't go we, like yeah, a textbook. Right, yeah. Yeah. Sergeant, okay. Sergeant said do this. Yeah. That ain't working. Yeah. You know, okay. These dudes okay. been over there fighting for their right. whole lives. So, right. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. That's what's up, man. Now I got I got a question I want to throw in there too, man, because I've always wanted to you know, it's it's different when you got family that's military, especially when they go through certain certain things. Like I said, my grandfather he was army when he enlisted. He was he was he enlisted at the time back in the day. Yeah. When you could lie and say you was 15, 16, yeah. and they just take you. They ain't do they they homework to say, yeah. nah, son, you you ain't old enough. So he went through Korea and Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's seen two wars and seen a lot of shit. So, you know, it's a lot of things you can't you can talk to some vets about what they won't talk to you about, especially the older generation. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that they've seen and done. But how how do you how do you equate to or not equate but how do you feel about or think the realism is or how does it um how does it look I should say for for certain movies when they characterize soldiers and and I don't want to say in a certain light but things that they try to you know they'll Hollywood something up to the point where it's like you know you 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 know you former military so you're looking at it like that ain't real that ain't what they do. You know, center or as you know, instructors. Period. We look at somebody teaching somebody how to do yeah. gun or looking at their grip and stuff, and they're like, "Man, I'd be looking like, man, how you let this fly on set, man? They, they got these poop bullshit <laughs> yeah. ass poop butt yeah. grips and all kind. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so like, just as an example, like I know it's not army per se, but like Zero Dark Thirty, I love that movie, mm-hmm. but to the tune of I'm, I'm I'm picking that one because it's relative to what you've been talking about and where you was at. How close do you think you know movies like that come to being realization of what, you no know, depiction of what was really going on? 
Um, like stuff like that, like Black Hawk Down, and you know those types of movies and stuff. Was it's funny you mentioned Black Hawk Down? That's the actual um unit. Mm-hmm. So like the the Tenth Mountain Division is mm-hmm. where I was stationed mm-hmm. uh, or assigned my duty station. Well, that's the unit that came in to help uh, the Rangers and everybody and gotcha. get everybody out the at the end of okay. um, at the end of Black Hawk Down. Okay. So granted, that happened when I was a young dude. Right, right. That's the, that's the unit I got put in when right. I, you know. Uh, enlisted. Okay. But um, some some of the movies, man, I I, I don't want to say like like I'm I'm a movie and action action right. dude. Right. And then like I, I love the military movies and stuff right. and all that, even the right. bad ones, because right. it's like like you said, I get a kick out of mm-hmm. oh, this motherfucker ain't holding this shit right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this and that that will never happen. <laughs> right. Man, but, I know um, I know his I know his stars ain't letting him get away with that. What the hell got it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, some of them are entertaining, man. And then I, I appreciate the ones that where they have actual veterans. Okay. On set, and they can talk to and learn from them, okay, and all of that. But um, but yeah, it's, it's shit that go down that people don't don't know or understand. Yeah, and like I, I've been, like I said, I I, I went in on, out on a NATO mission. Okay, so I worked with uh, you know, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't just there doing raids and missions all the time. Right. I was working with our, our counterparts mm-hmm. from the alliance, right? From mm-hmm. um, uh. We worked with Mongolians, mm-hmm. British soldiers, uh, Romanian soldiers, like a whole host of different nations. That's what's up. Bro. So, so um, did they look at you like you're an American soldier? You like the 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 top of the top of the show? Oh, they just kind of like played you. Um, shit, you know it's funny. Um, or they look? Do they look at our soldiers as being like top dogs over there? Some some of them, but then you know. Some of them fantasize about like us mm-hmm. and romanticize us, like watching movies about us, just how we mm-hmm. do them. Mm-hmm. You know, so like um, you see British soldiers, like who who's part of the SAS? Right. I, I've trained. Right. I uh, one of my awards I got, um, and it's like a special award. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got a silver medal in marksmanship from uh the Germans. That's what's up, bro. And uh, Germans, even though like you just asked me, like we're supposed to be the biggest, baddest, um, you know, military power mm-hmm. for the longest. But um, the Germans have like one of the better marksmanship training programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I got a silver medal from them, and then um, it was pretty cool working with them, uh, for a year in Afghanistan. They did our marksmanship test. We did theirs. They took our uh physical fitness test. We did theirs, you know. Um, but you got guys that's like was stationed in Germany for like ten or twelve years that mm-hmm. didn't get to do that. So I went that's over there, up, worked bro. with them for a year, got to do that. But um, a lot of them, you know, they looked at us like, oh, this is Americans, like. We're special forces at who who special forces or <laughs> right, whatever. Right, right. Team six, like, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then like we looking right. at them like, yeah, what w- what they got going on. So right. you know, right. um but shit. We had scrubs in some of our units. <laughs> they have scrubs, you know, a lot a lot of these other you know, so So you got any other awards? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't even um or medals. Yeah, or... I mean I got the the basic uh I'm I was a little Chris Kyle or nothing like that, but I got the basic uh Army Achievement Medal a couple times. Uh, one for my deployment to Afghanistan. Uh, another for um, my, you know, my service back back at the unit. Very various things, training programs, operations. Mm-hmm. Um, the regular global war on terrorism. Like so, basically, if I have my uniform on now, all every ribbon I, I had, I got I, like 11, I, 12 ribbons. I was about to say, yeah, I was so, about to say, yeah. boy, you was probably. Probably geared up there well, over there. You got your bling bling on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for a private. Yeah. So, but yeah. more for us, like, um, like, uh, even though I was in, in some 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 pretty decent situations or whatever, you got guys that got like uh, even combat infantryman badge and stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. So for, for me, like, more like we we um we we look at each other as a basic. Like everybody else looks at us in a general merit, we look at each other, each other as um, individuals. Mm-hmm. So it's like who's who's shooting expert, who who's going right. further in combatives, who's got. Like I, I've done um what's called Seaburn School, so it's not like necessarily a war, but it's one of my certifications. Seaburn is a chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear defense specialist. So even though that wasn't my job in the army, or I've been like a rocket scientist, I learned like the basic bare minimums. I was. Mm-hmm. I became the uh, NCOIC for that, the, the basically sergeant in charge of that, running a gas chamber. So you probably seen videos of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So slow down. Wait a minute. The gas chamber. I got a partner, man. I got a partner. Dog. He's an instructor. Uh, he's a uh, Green Beret. 
And when he started drinking, Start we be like, telling the story. Listen, we be like, were we supposed to hear that? <laughs> and we'll just kindly walk off. <laughs> or you start talking. You know what? I don't even know if I should be hearing this. Let me. Oh, bear. But, but that's man. but that's what's up though, man. Because like you just said, man. So when you when you left being a sergeant, you had a few more stripes, and you got all your ribbons, and you probably got more ribbons than what your stripes weight is. So it's like yeah. you know you start you know people in in, in your units or in your mm-hmm. in your world more more or less in military start really kind of looking like damn. Oh man, kind of cut. Wait a minute. One, two, two. Yeah. He so. got that so, many stripes, so because but he got you, a chest like a general. So then, because you, know you had those certifications that allowed you to do more stuff or be involved yeah. in different things. So, so like in the army, like you get every so often you get eligible for promotion. Mm-hmm. Your first few promotions or whatever from like private all the way up to specialists, like kind of like automatic, you know, mm-hmm. keep your nose clean. You do your job every day, you get you get promoted. But um you have to actually like to make sergeant. You go to like I went to sergeant school, so that that's yeah. like not an award, but uh, one of my other other accomplishments or whatever. I had to actually go to school for a month to learn how to be an NCO. So mm-hmm. like, so like that gets translated to the outside world. It's like management skill yep. and uh, credentials or whatever. Yep. And I was you know we had to do reports and stuff, but we had to do the DNC, the marching. I uh, actually showed them that I knew how to, to go out and lead a squad and do everything. And, uh, most of infantry dudes always stand out at NCO school because we right. do field training and land navigation and everything all the time. That's so, what's up, you know, man. And then, like, I, I'm an expert marksman in multiple weapon systems, so uh, I was an expert grenadier. That's, that's what's up. That's a grenade. You know, yeah. The, we, we shoot the grenade. Yeah. Uh, grenade launchers. Um, expert rifleman, you know. That's what's up, bro. Silver medal from Germany. And uh, the German marksmanship test we shot. Their pistols and rifles. They're oh, what is it, like G thirty sixes. I love those. Yeah, man, man, yeah, so. I ain't shot one yet, but every time I see one, I'm like, ooh, yeah. G thirty six. So let's so let's fast forward that until when you got out. Um, how did that kind of translate over to you being helping with being a, a CPL instructor? Like when you tell these people what it really is, because you know, um, your background and understanding what it looks like in like up close to like teaching people like in this urban world as far as CPL instructor. How did that did translate over? Um like I said, I I I do a I go a little further than the regular CPL. So like I, I get some classes where everybody, you know, we, we do the CPL training, but they're like, oh man, my, my cousin went through this class or or I went here. Or I get like some people that's like I took the class seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I never turned my certificate so they come. And they see like um, I'm showing them kneeling positions. I'm showing them how to utilize the wall and um, the difference between cover. Everybody gets that, but unless you actually like see it and get it demonstrated, a lot of people it don't stick with me. Mm-hmm. You know? So like, hey, this wall right here is drywall. Right. You might want to you, right. you seal yourself and hide here, but you don't want to stay here. Right. You know, you're gonna take you're gonna take rounds through this wall and stuff, but um. Yeah, so like I said, between concealment and cover. cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then when difference. people go out, they, and I'm like, look, this ain't takers. You know, right. Aegis Elba, Chris Brown, and them. <laughs> right. Like, right. you're not about to duck behind this bed. Right. And, or behind this couch here. Yeah, and yeah. And it take 90 rounds, and you're right. just going to get up and you start right. popping off, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah, so. That's a good one. That's a good, uh, that's a good visualization for that. That's, that's yeah, 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 yeah. You know, oh, I use that one all the time. Like, this ain't take that Gardner White Joker ain't gonna keep all these rounds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, hey, I need to go to Art Man for real. But um, f- with me it was better because um, you know, I I've been well, since two thousand nine. Like so, professionally, over fourteen years now. Like mm-hmm. um, I enlisted in the military January two thousand nine. So January of next year be fifteen years I've been That's in the game so. professionally. Uh, dealing with firearms, but mm-hmm. my specialty is being an infantryman is cover, concealment, um, how to how to shoot on a move and, and maneuver and stuff like that. So that's the tactical portion, you know. And because like most people get the gun or or the license and say, "Hey, I'm good to go." Good to go. And then yeah. we we see it with um with um licensed people that they have some basic level of knowledge of training, but they don't go out and train themselves on a on a daily or a regular. Don't yeah. even do mental reps. Yeah, you know, like uh, I seen like some of your videos. You like I'm getting some dry reps in before I before I leave here. You know, uh, a lot of people don't do that. Practice, you know, oh, is my shirt gonna get caught up or right. this and that, or they ain't drew, drew their weapon in twenty, like twenty days, thirty days, right. or whatever. 
you know, and they go out and then it happens and that adrenaline hits and, you know, they're missing their shirt or something or whatever. But that's where my focus and everything comes in at. Like, you know, um, I'll go out and spend an hour and two hours with people just on a pistol draw. You there know? we go. You know, that's what's up. Just just on a pistol draw or I, I show them like um, using cover is cool. As long as you use cover, it's great. But then it's, you know, you should be able to stand behind a wall mm-hmm. and still be able to switch and change, elevate, uh, you know, um, positions <laughs> from going from standing to kneeling. <laughs> why why, why is that, sir? Why you want to do that? <laughs> why you want to change different shooting positions to give, to, yeah. to, to make him think about where you're standing at? Oh, he was there once, but now he's kneeling. Damn, yeah, he's yeah, sitting yeah. right there. You know, so, and uh, like mag changing on the move mm-hmm. or behind cover and, um, you know, you, 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 you change mags you come out a different spot position mm-hmm. if you can you know so that's that's kind of like how my background helps me convey my knowledge to um, you know some of these individuals or whatever and then everybody asks all my ghost stories and war stories and it's like it's not gonna happen at a 7-eleven right you know so it's not it's not cool, that way but yeah it's not gonna happen yeah, at 7-11. Yeah, they're yeah. like would you, would you not, do this like and that? that and it's like well we're here to work weapon retention right right you know now, now, and I don't want to jump the gun. I don't know because I don't know if you got these questions because I know we could sit here and talk military type stuff all day. You know, what I'm saying, but I know we shorter on time. But just just following you and and looking at you know some of your posts previous. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you have a, a incident since you've been home or, or something similar like that where you actually were like in a situation where you had to use not not had to use but thought you were going to have to pull your weapon or something like that. Um. Since I've been home, yeah, I'm talking about like since you've been the CPL instructor, been home. I, I could swear you posted something like no, a while no, I've back. I've had um, or maybe, I, or maybe you were just telling no, no, a story I, I had, about it. Yeah, yeah, like um, you know, per, personal being being out, people and got hot headed and mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. I never had to uh, utilize my weapon yet, you know, and uh, hopefully I, I don't have to. Right. But you know, um, no, I think I know what you're talking about. Like, I, no, I had like I stopped before. And um I think this was like he was in a store or something. Yeah, yeah, Somebody, yeah. 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 So no no um I got stopped by the police in a store before. Got you. And uh I didn't you know, they 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 really totally mishandled it and uh treated the situation like 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 I was like some kind of drug dealer mm-hmm. or, or whatever and like I'm I'm grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but uh I didn't like the way that, you know, that I was approached and stuff and I, I did everything, you know, um, hey, you know, this is my paperwork here and there. Right. You know, so um, my my thing was more like they at at that situation is like they need more. Um, now I can't even say more training. They need to be vetted better or properly. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the training too, though, bro. Yeah, 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 too. yeah. Because yeah. like the vetting definitely, but it's it's the training too. Was it? Yeah. And I and I don't know if you want to talk about the situation itself. Was it because the area you was at? They just assume a stereotype you as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it was in my old neighborhood where I used to live at on on the west side. Where is that? And, so. Uh, Seven Southfield area. Seven miles. Oh, yeah, he was in the hood. Yeah, yeah. Seven yeah. miles. So I, was, I was at a store that I frequent, and I helped them with, with some security stuff and all that. And, like, it's a whole long video. You see the mm-hmm. dude at the store comes out and was like, hey, no, like, you know, don't don't mess with him, don't bother him. And they're like, no, no, you know, because I had an attitude or something or whatever. But I'm like, hey, I'm grocery shopping. What's going on? They're like, no, just 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 answer the questions. And I'm like, you know, basically they, they fishing. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know because, like, I'm a homeland. Security, uh, like I, I, I study homeland security in school. I'm trying to mm-hmm. finish my papers or whatever, even though I'm old as hell. But <laughs> you know, um, so I take some law enforcement classes, criminal law and stuff like that. And uh, they just fishing. They're like, "Hey, bro, you got a gun?" And I was just like, "You know, why are you talking to me, man?" So they're like, "All right, so you know, oh yeah, you, you, got, you got a CPL, right, 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 right. So we know you got a gun. You got a CPL for that gun." I'm like, "Why, why am I being investigated? Like, how?" So a lot of people don't know, like when the police speak to you and you speak back, you're in a legally, lawfully binding uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's how, like, uh, and it's like the cheapest way to get like probable cause or say mm-hmm. you look suspicious, right? So you just not say nothing. Yeah, but that's the thing about that too. Mm-hmm. You don't speak to him, you look suspicious. Mm-hmm. So if they say, "Hey, you know, it's, it's a good day out here," you're like, "Yeah, man, some good weather today, officer." They're like, "Hey, what you got going on?" And it's like, "Man, I don't want to get into that with you." Like, why you want to talk to me? Like. And they're trying to make it seem like it's regular conversation, but it's the, it's actual um, codes in the law to where mm-hmm. like that now now you resisting like an investigation. Mm-hmm. Like why I'm being investigated. So I just asked him like why I'm being invest. I'm am I being investigated? Why am I being investigated? Oh, you're a smart ass. Like 
And it's like, bro, like my son is almost as old as you, bro. Like he's a twenty four year old cop. It's like right. you know, hundred and ten pounds and it's right. just like I don't wanna get into that. You know, right. then I'm already home, mm-hmm. you know, from the military and I have a different like I don't like being handled like that. Right. It's like you're not gonna right. I went to war, you're not gonna right. scare me. You you have a gun, you got a badge, you right. you the authority figure here. Right. You know, so that that's what that situation. That's yeah, okay. what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, yeah. I don't like that either. Just because you're authority figure, pe- yeah, see, man. That's conduct yourself at a certain way. Give me respect. I treat you. Let's keep yeah, it moving. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. just begin. You got that badge, that thing. You know, mm-hmm. things were gonna gonna go your way all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, you want to get into jujitsu, man? With well. I guess I was gonna ask him because with the because reti- <laughs> Pardon me, I don't want to put you in. Hey, because when I watch, hey, listen, <laughs> I watched his Instagram. I was, I was like, look, man, bro, is on a, boy. He, he was on a different tip, yeah, because he was boy. showing cover. Mm-hmm. He was at these people's houses yeah. in their environment, yeah. Yeah. teaching them game, yeah. and I was just like, that's out of the box thinking when it comes to a CPL instructor, mm-hmm. because one, he knows something that most most people don't. Ninety percent of CPL instructors don't know. One percent of them never even, you know, been, you know, got that background, or whatever. So mm-hmm. he's given, he's given urban tactical, or what do you say, uh, urban urban tactical skills mm-hmm. to the people that need it in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, you always gonna leave your house. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go to your car. You're gonna come back home. You're gonna be in an urban environment, walking around your car, dark, whatever. So you need to know skills right. besides just going to the going to the range and. Shooting at a static range and thinking like everything cool and you putting shots on the target, whatever. But what's gonna happen when you at your house? Yeah, yeah. How you maneuver around a wall or your car or how do you check corners or you know what I'm saying? I was just like, man, oh, yeah. bro, know a lot. And then I'm just like, well, why would you get attacked? I'm right. like, he teaching rapper retention. Right. And I was right. like, hey, man, I need that. I want right. that. I was right. like, hey, well, you know, right. where you training that? Right, right. This we can train. We can train all that together. That's right. yeah, like we've been yeah. talking about. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I want to know it just for myself, mm-hmm. and then you know, whoever want to ask me, I can put him on. Like, look, right. this is right. where I got it from. You know, go right. go holler at my man. Nah, so, we do. Yeah. You yeah. know, so when I seen, I was like, bet. But then I seen him fighting like jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, wow, he, you know, he he in it. Like, say so he know, you know, what I'm saying yeah. he trained. He went, you know. Was doing jujitsu and and uh, training and putting that with his CPL instructors. So it all like, goes hand to hand. All yeah. goes hand to hand. See, see, and and I and I'm definitely give your flowers and your kudos for doing, you know, like you said at their house and showing them certain mm-hmm. things because back when I first started doing it and doing NRA, that's how I got into it. Was you know going to people's houses and referrals and doing them in their mm-hmm. living rooms. And the only, only time I've actually done that, because I've done it myself, but not to that complete extent, is when you're trying to explain the difference between cover and concealment. You know, you're sitting on yeah. somebody's couch, and you're like, well, this is your couch. This is just going to be concealment. This ain't going to stop, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, for cover, you see your door right there. You know, like you just said, you know, the walls, they yep. come through. It's drywall. Your frame's a little thicker, blah, blah, blah. Pie chart and blah, so, yep, so forth, yep. so forth, so forth. We're not going to go into full detail, but. I've only did that a couple times again at somebody's house to hit home the emphasis of, you know, because they may not understood, but to keep that and make that as part of your curriculum, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's golden right there. That's what's up, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, like you said, a lot of people don't get that. Like you said, they don't get that and understand that. And it's a lot of people that are instructors that may or may not get it, but don't teach it that way like that or teach mm-hmm. it, period. Well, you know, you know one, because he come from a he came from a whole world where he had, that was life or death, mm-hmm. like literally, yeah, literally life or death. Yeah. Here is you got to spend a little bit of extra money outside mm-hmm. of a CPR class to mm-hmm. go and get trained and go to a level one, level right. two, level yeah. three. Right. And then those classes where you learn some of that stuff is like level three, mm-hmm. you know, or above. But then getting a right instructor to teach, getting the right teacher mm-hmm. to teach you the proper way and not right. just somebody that took it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now they add a little whatever, whatever. Like it was literally... Mm-hmm. His situation and what he learned was like really life or death. Right. And he had real to, life shit. Every yeah. day he's he's walking in that world and mm-hmm. walking with what he because he had to, right? Right. You know, like the situation he was in that he had to get up out of. Right. But us, especially like being black people coming up in the neighborhood, we need to know that every day. Yeah. And that's because, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because think about it, when we wake up, we leave the house, we make sure we got our thing on us. But we mm-hmm. gotta look when we leave some 
OG told me, like, look, man, when we leave the house, you got to look around, make sure ain't nobody about to run up on you. Mm-hmm. When you get in your car, you got to back out and make sure ain't nobody about to run up mm-hmm. and take your stuff. When you come home at night, you got to yep. look around and make sure ain't nobody yep. run up on us. Yep. Or, you know, you back your car in so you can mm-hmm. see what's in the front or check your rear views or check right. these corners. All so every day when All we get shit. up and leave, we got to be on our P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially coming from where we come from and who we are. Mm-hmm. It's like, we always on tip. We always got to be paying attention to what's going on. And like to have instructors that know that and can teach that and relate it into a situation. Like they respect what he's saying because mm-hmm. he come from that. He come from it. And yeah. then he come from, you know, he from the neighborhood. So yep. that in itself is like he doubling down. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was just like, man, yeah, I, I need to. I need all that stuff he was right. yeah, <laughs> all yeah. that game right. he was giving. Right. I so, appreciate that. But I stress that the, the most. Like the skills are cool and all of that. Like even like firearms training, jujitsu or whatever, like I'm not I'm not like world class or high up. It's about situational and, and uh environmental awareness. Mm-hmm. Like you just said. And that needs to I, I stress that the most, like that needs to be developed and utilized, you know, because you could be an old dude in a wheelchair, but if you if you get to drop on somebody and you see what's up, then you able you in a better position to handle yourself or yep. get or get out of that situation, right? Hit the nail on the head, bro. You know, but um, we don't think about this all day every day. You know, when I first came home from the army, like I was stretched, like I would go out, you know, visit family members. I'm out on the porch first thing in the morning stretching, but I'm like doing like this, right? Like before I leave out the door, and everybody like uh, one of my aunts asked me, like, you you looking at the roofs, the roofs, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, you, you notice that? I was like, I was trying to be low key. I don't want to, you know. Spook everybody was like yeah, yeah. worried about having me coming home fresh from the army. Right. They don't know how to be around me. Right. And, right. you know, they don't know if I know how to be around them. Right. And, you know, um, she's like, well, you know, you're not in Afghanistan right now. You know, everybody want to tell me, you know, it's not right. the army. This is right. that. And then, like, fast forward a couple years later, right, you got sniper situation in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But, Right. Reactive sniper right. is like in 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 my DNA. Right. So like that's what right. I do. That was actually one of the tasks I had to train another army right. for. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then you watch you watch like the video, and you got like these videos where even active or mass shooters or whatever people are running crisscrossing these streets, and it's like mm-hmm. you got all these dumpsters right here, mm-hmm. vehicles. Like you're running past cover, you're getting right. you're getting knocked down, you're not bounding and Right, you know, maneuvering how you should be, but I tell right. people all the time: situational and environmental awareness that needs to be developed and um, utilized all day, every day. Yeah, you know, like even even if it's not like man, like when I was a young young dude, we had the DC sniper. Mm-hmm. You know, y- y'all probably remember a little mm-hmm. a little better than me. Oh yeah, like I when I was third, fourth grade or something, we had yeah. a DC sniper. Like Dog was, he out was shooting out out of his vehicle. Dog was, was out like, there hitting folks. Yeah, man. and even even then, like. Military people will get it then, like, you know, you're not at war and this, this, and that. And it's like, right. these are the people in the neighborhood and the community that's, you know, set up and trained to deal with this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like. And you just touched on something. And I even, well, when you said, how, when you, just touch on a little bit. When you talked about when you came home, they didn't know how to deal with you. Like, what what was that like? like? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a two-sided thing. Cause I didn't know how to uh, deal with everybody else either. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, so it'd be like, even. Even like little stuff, man, like family arguments and disputes, right? I'm like, I'm the sergeant, I'm the man of the family, this mm-hmm. is that. Everybody's supposed to shut up when I come in and this is <laughs> that. And they they like, well, uncle so and so, whatever, whatever. Like, no, he's old. I'm 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 the man on the ground. <laughs> I'm that's the why, alpha that's now. why I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Look at me, I'm the captain. Like, now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then like y'all running over all our, all our um, you know, our elders and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like no order. It's like, well, right. I ain't in your chain of command. Everybody here is in my chain of command. <laughs> right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Or or you know, like like the base most basic stuff, like cousins or somebody going to get mm-hmm. the brothers on me and all that. And it's like, okay, all right. So nigga, y'all wanna go all the way. This, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> and then like you gotta sit back and it's like, well He said, they, Oh, we're gonna go here. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cause right. this is not gonna end how y'all want it to end. Right. You know? Right. And like I'm explaining to them, like, I'm gonna choke you. And then we're gonna have this talk <laughs> later. We could just talk. He pulls the old school Larry Bird shit. We either look tell you how you go hit hit the yeah, like, on your shit. Well, I'm gonna do it like this and do it like that. Then do it and then laugh at your shit. That's but, <laughs> I'm but, gonna talk you out. Then we are gonna have a conversation. Right. We gonna uh, talk about this. But coming back, being integrated into civilian life and stuff and all of that. Um, some families, like you said, they got military. 
yeah. um, families or they work with military individuals or whatever, or they actually want to educate themselves and learn, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like I come back, they don't know how to deal with me. I don't know how to deal with them. You know, I just feel like everybody, sh- I just felt like everybody should have listened or this and that, or you came to meet us all these problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I'm coming from a situation where I'm in charge of millions of dollars of equipment. Right. Uh, Thousands you know, of I was 20, what, 2013, I was, shit, 25 going on 26, right? So, um, uh, you know, I'm 25-year-old sergeant in charge mm-hmm. of 40-year-old men. Right. You know, and I come back and then everybody just feel like so they're older than you or just and that. And it's right. like, look, bro, like I've accomplished and did things that you haven't. And that's right. not, you know, that doesn't make me more right or better than them. But I didn't know how to deal with certain individuals either. It's you like, didn't know how to turn it off, right? Yeah, yeah it's time. like either you, you, right. want to, you want my help or not. So like now when I'm talking to people or whatever, it's just like, okay, cool. You know, they want somebody to listen to or talk to. And I try not to solve everybody's problems, you right. know, or, and then I got issues of my own, but like, <laughs> right, I got, right. you know, I go to my military brothers or people, of, right. you know, in the same, or from the same cloth as me, you know, like I hang out a lot with, um, you know, my jujitsu family, right. you know, but we all, uh, my lady, she went to one of my classes with me. She goes to all my events and stuff, but she mm-hmm. was in class with me, um, one day and she was like, you know, all y'all are so nice, but like. The whole time, like, she, you know, she's thinking, like, it was something else because I'm coming home with bruises. My face is red. Right, People are trying right. to choke me. I'm getting out of stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, this dude got him, fuck him up tomorrow in class when I get back. Like, so she go to class, <laughs> and she like, y'all, y'all, like, all so nice, you know, because, like, we don't want to die. Right. Like, right. we're practicing choking right. each other. Like, right. I don't want to upset this man. Right. And he's choking right. me, and he right. don't have to let go. Right. You know, right. he could be like, oh, I got him today. Right. Like, he might get kicked out of class. He's right. just going to go somewhere else. Right. Right. Now, I don't want to get choked, right. you know, right. to death. Right. So that's why we got the tap. That's why we got to keep our, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so. But yeah, you know, you arguing with regular people. And Oh, I don't give a fuck about that army shit and this, this, and that. And then you start doing army shit. And it's like, hey, bro, calm down. Like, <laughs> right, it's like, right, hey, right. hey. So I didn't, I didn't know how to, you know, dial. <laughs> I didn't know how to dial shit down at first, you know. But now, you know, I'm a little bit better with that, you know. So I just deal with everybody within my immediate circle mm-hmm. or people that I, I know and come across. Right. You know, like I said, I've been following y'all for a while. Right. And, uh, KJ's been kicking it for a minute. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like. And, and I, I don't fun. do that. I don't do that a lot with a lot yeah. of people unless we from. Because people right. ask me every day, like, why you carry a gun? Like, sixty year old people, and it's like, look, you may have been lucky enough to go through life, right? Like, without any incidents, right? I'm glad, you know. Right. It's a different but, time now, dog. But this eighty year old lady just got her person snatched the other day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or this dude just got ran down on. Or this person. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be the one like you know, put myself out being naked out here like that. For real. Know? Real quick, we we got eight minutes. We'll run a little lower, but man, that's that's the man. It's it's funny because we was talking about doing some things, and he brought the idea first. You know, the roundtable thing and trying to get some people, and I'm like, yeah, I know a dude. I'm like, I know a couple dudes we can do, and we's talking, and he was describing you from one angle, yeah, and I'm describing you from another angle. And we really, we, we were both really that. talking about the same dude, and after a while, we kind of started comparing more notes. So we both was like, you know, yeah, that's my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my man's in there. Yeah, yeah, I know chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Chaos. I was like, man, he was like, yeah, go ahead, and holler. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna reach out, you know. So we well, you know, cause, and off. then you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna gas myself a little bit. He was like, hey, man, and I'm gonna just. And I'm saying this because he was like, hey, man, you know, you can teach me some. Like you were telling me, like, man, we need to get together and work. Yeah. Cause you can teach me some stuff. I was just like, "What?" Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when we first started. Yeah, hell, he like, like, "Man, you can teach." You know, tighten me up, and I'm just like, "Well, you know, shit, I'm trying to come to you to get all the way tightened up." <laughs> you know, I'm trying to learn some other stuff. Yeah, skills. see, I always give respect and credit where it's due. Yeah. You know, so like I said, I was following him for a while. He like, "Hey, you know, um, and that's when I had the establishment." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yo, how, you know, what's the classes like when I'm coming to?" I was like, "You know, I'll do you one better, man." Like. How about, you know, we work on that with you. Mm-hmm. And you showed me some stuff or whatever because right. got the outdoor range. She's right. going to shooting and right. doing matches and stuff. I want to get into competitive shooting See? and stuff like that. And that's how, and that's how like, we got linked up. And yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so like, because I, I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like broadening my network or or, or like like-minded individuals or whatever, I'm I'm always, you know, I'm never against that. Right. So Now, now talk a little bit because we were talking about off-air a little bit. Um, the shape you have to be in to compete in jujitsu, Like, 
just oh, yeah. uh, just the, when you were talking about people think that you know it's just gonna be some pushing people off and all this like y- your body what what type of physical oh. conditioning so your conditioning got to be wild bro. oh yeah yeah I mean well you you develop it but um a lot, so a lot of people think like you know I don't want to do that because I'm not in shape mm-hmm. or so a lot of people come and say I want to get in shape they come to that's the right thing but like like I said marathon runners like are not gonna last unless they train or know something they're not gonna last. Two three minutes with one of us. Really, but um, you know, you got different levels. You know, I, I compete. I don't work, compete like at the world's or world class level or anything like that. But I'm all I'm 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 in the gym. I'm in a dojo, no less than three four days a week. You know, a uh, hour and a half two hours a, a session. Now wait you know, a minute, uh, now, brother. Don't 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 downplay yourself. I didn't see you with some of them podium shots now a few more, more than a few times. Yeah, he like this. Right, right. You ain't a top you know, dog in there. Right. Yeah, like but, I said, you may not compete at a certain level to compete, but wait a minute now. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see you in them podiums now. Shoot. Come but on. No, you now. gotta you gotta you gotta be in, I appreciate that. You know, you know, I don't I don't want uh, some organizations or whatever. But um, you know, once again, you got some dudes that's coming to compete to test themselves. You know, it may have been training for a couple months or years or whatever. They're testing gotcha. themselves, and then you got the competitors who were like, that's all they do. Got you. You know, so um, it's a few schools in the area that, that are like actual competition schools. They got competition classes. Mm. The rounds are harder. They go different, you know, like, um, but me, man, um, I just, you know, I just tell everybody, if you're trying to get into it, get into it. And even if you don't, like, going out and going to a class or seeing, like, uh, a lot of people, even with my firearms instruction, like, they're... They, they think they're going to learn some Jackie Chan shit in like one or two sessions, right? <laughs> and it's like, you know, and they're like, well, how would you, and I'm showing weapon retention, and as we're pushing each other off each other and like talking and going through it, like people are like, man, I'm winded just doing this. Right. You know, so like right. you get into a, a physical altercation and you think you're just going to push somebody up off you and they want to grab you and hold you. If you don't put yourself in that position, you know, like it's, it's going to go, it, a lot of times it'll be bad, you know. But um, yeah. but as far as the shape, man, you're using every ounce of, ounce of oxygen you got, you know, cardiovascular, your muscles, um, every muscle, you know, um, some people's forearms are tired, hands, grips. Like I, I train in uh gi jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do no gi too. That's without the uh, mm-hmm. uniform. But um, you always grabbing and gripping and stuff like that. You yes. know, you. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Now, how different is that? Because I've I've heard of, of no gi jiu-jitsu, but I've never se- actually seen it. I've so only like, ever seen gi jiu-jitsu. So is that like, I don't want to say you naked, but like, you, does that just mean like Oh, yeah, yeah. You just got like a, a, a okay. t-shirt or whatever. Uh, a rat, We call them rash guards. Okay. You, know, uh, you got a rash guard, compression shirt, some shorts or um, okay. pants or whatever. But um, some states like, so like Austin, Texas has become like the jiu-jitsu capital or whatever. But it's like hot there. Nobody wears right. clothes. So like in Michigan, we wear clothes. We wear right. hoodies. Like, you know, we get a couple hot summers. Right. I mean, a hot months, but for the most part, it's cold here. Right. You know, so it makes more sense to, you know, do both. Right. But uh, sometimes you get into a situation, you know, everybody's taking their shirts off. Basically, that's no gi wrestling gotcha. type stuff, right? But uh, no gi is more explosive. Because, mm-hmm. like, in gi, you can grab somebody and slow them down mm-hmm. and you use grips and stuff. But in no gi, you literally just, like, you get slippery after a while. Right. You know, so your grips have to be, like, on point. You know, and uh, even with gear, no gear, you learn different things. Like, even though we got thumbs, like, it's bad to use your thumbs in a lot of situations because mm. you, know, you hurt yourself or your hand. But if, you you know, you're trying to make certain grips, you go thumbless grips, and it, it gives you more more power, more strength, or more friction, you know. So, um, but no gear is more explosive. Um, gear is, I, I, th- I think gear is better for, like, like where we come from because we mm. wear clothes. You know, you can grab somebody's pants or right. a shirt or top or something or whatever. But it's good to uh, do no gi too. It's, good. it's real up, good man. to do no gi. Listen, man, I told him I went to like an intro level jujitsu class because I wanted to learn it, man. So we going through the like just the intro. So the last thirty minutes, he was like, "It's time to roll." Everybody in there got excited, yeah. and I'm like. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, they like, we about that's to roll. We, that's what we show up for. He said, we about, he said, they about to roll. He's like, they're like, yeah, we about to roll. He was like, everybody's like, bad, bad. You know, they getting ready. So I kindly go off to the side of the couch. I'm about to watch. He's like, no, no, come here, sir. So that's your partner. <laughs> yeah. Man, we rolling, wrestling on the ground. I was like, what is this? And then my knees, right? Because I had just some nylon pants on. 
man, I tore all the skin off my knees, bro. Because mm-hmm. I'm, because I'm on my knees. Um, mm-hmm. we we I don't know what you want to call it. Like I'm on my knees, he on his knee, he trying to grab me, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to keep him off. So I'm walking on my knees mm-hmm. backwards. You know what I'm saying? That's how we started. So he trying to shoot. I'm trying to keep him off me because I don't know how to shoot. You know what I'm saying? But my arms, my forearms, yeah, I was tired. Fire. I couldn't spit. It was char- it was charcoal. Yeah. Chest burning. Chest yeah, burning. Yeah, yeah. My tongue felt like it was right. 200 pounds. I'm like, I ain't ready for this. Right. I was able to keep him off me. But I, at one point, I was like, man, this good. This gr- just do what you do, dog. I, I, was, I was like, man, I'm tired, bro. Just do what you right, do. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'll get in this protective. I'm just like, I'm tired, bro. Just go ahead and, you know, shoot. Yeah. Boom, down, down. Right. Next. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, you know, I was like, man. Only thing I didn't, I didn't not not understand, but a lot of, a lot of fights go to the ground. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to figure out, like, what's a good mix of standing and then if I can, you know, People, people like to rush you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. If they don't know skill, rush you. So jujitsu is more ground kind of mm-hmm. grappling. But what's like a well, in general, mm-hmm. it's more ground. But every fight starts on the feet. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there are techniques that I can do. Like I can head and arm choke somebody on the ground. Right. Or standing up, I can put somebody against the wall and head mm-hmm. and arm choke. You know, you, can you learn that jujitsu. Is that just something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, different schools have different applications. Okay. You know, so like some schools teach stand up more in depth. Like I'm one of the uh like in my, our school we we do a full complete jujitsu from a uh, full complete jujitsu from you know standing all the way to the ground. Some schools just like hey like you said it's going to go to the ground so we just work on our ground stuff. Right. You know? Yeah, we were working on arm and locks. Like, I mean arm arm bar mm-hmm. locks. So. And that's just like one of many lessons you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like you don't really want to arm lock somebody in a fight or arm bar them unless it's just you and them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good way to calm somebody down. Or if you like you law enforcement, military or something, you got to cuff or detain somebody. That's a that's a good uh, maneuver technique. But you always got to be worried about their friends or somebody else coming along, you know, or not even their friends, a bystander. You know, like uh, something I talk about in my classes or whatever, we always talk about like positive identification or if we're going to use some kind of force, right? How many times you see somebody fighting somebody and somebody rolls up and they're, they, they're doing, they're doing, you know, they're, do, they're, they're trying to be a good Samaritan, mm-hmm. but they don't know who the perpetrator is right. or not so you could be defending yourself and if somebody thinks you you know oh he's he's you beating this dude up yeah. yeah so you always got to be worried it'd be in a position to you know be able to engage and disengage but the thing is is although you don't want to go to the ground you're not gonna ever be able to get up if you don't know how right you know so somebody holding you down if they want to hold you down like i'm fighting dudes in, in the dojo and sometimes it takes me like a whole two minutes to get up you know but if i don't know how to actively fight and and navigate that, then I could just be getting pounded for two minutes if this is a real deal. I'm assuming two minutes on the ground is a lot because he it's said a long like, time. Hey, a long time. He said like we all got supposed to know what that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. essentially, you want to be able to get up, right? But if somebody's trying to hold you, they mm-hmm. hold you. So right. it might take you two minutes. It might take you longer. Uh, sometimes. Hey man, you ever you ever pulled that that uh Mauricio Shogun move where you literally put him in the arm bar while you standing up and hop, put they, your feet on their chest and just roll on the ground. Oh no, no, I ain't. I was about to say, man, if you do that, man, I, I know what you're talking. I need about. you to show yeah. me how to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, listen, I'm they, about to show you. You know what I'm talking about, Ken? Nah, I'm about to show you that, dog. But nah. I seen him do that in a fight like twice, and I was like, what, what? what? Yeah, man, you got to What the hell? A lot of stuff, what? man, out here, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I said, I was in that class, and they was he. One thing was arm bar, but. He was literally controlling me with his body and not even mm-hmm. touching me. And I was just like, and I'm talking to the guys. They're like, yeah, my ribs hurting. You know, it's a big look, you know, be tender. I'm just like, y'all get hurt in here for real? One oh, yeah, dude took, a, took some time off because he got maybe some arm or shoulder. I was like, man, I got to go to work tomorrow. I can't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to really definitely got to be in shape to recover fast. Yeah, I got to be in shape to, I got to be in shape to even be in here. Then yeah. I got to be in shape to recover. Yeah. I'm going to have to go. See, that's the thing, like, you can't get in shape for mm-hmm. jujitsu. Right. You get in shape said. there. Right. That's what they said. You get, yeah, you get in shape there. No, they, it's like, there ain't no getting in shape. Yeah. It's like, you a lot come of people's like, oh, I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to come. Mm-hmm. They think that it, and then, too, it's an ego thing, too, right? We don't want to just be the rag doll. Right. It don't matter. Right. You right. come in 6'4", solid muscle, whatever. Me and a couple of dudes at the gym, if you don't know nothing, we're going to show you, like, you, tossed, you, yeah. you need to, what you need to learn to yeah. use your muscles, you know? Oh, the instructor, the instructor that was teaching us, he got tossed by the owner. The other instructor, mm-hmm. and they was over there rolling. I was just, like, this yeah, is, um, this is um, this is dope. But um, we about to wrap it up, man. 
I want to thank uh, Shane Chaos Tactical Solutions for coming in and sharing the story. And I also definitely want to thank uh, the Bear uh, Deuce Crew Productions for even giving me the opportunity to do the Pop Culture Two Two Three podcast nah, on the show. Come on, now nah, you know we was we was waiting on it. Yeah, you know. So like I said, I want to. Yeah, no, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Sure. Like I said, the door was always open, and then um. We got some more stuff coming up, like roundtable discussions, kicking yeah, it. And we're going to get some stuff together, too, so man, we, um, for the training with us and everything, yeah, so we're yeah. going to have to pop something together. For sure, especially with the, you know, once you get you get you another studio or something, we can come in and do some retention stuff and just show the world, man, because, like, a lot of our folks need to know how to protect themselves. Um, yeah, another thing out, too, so look, if y'all ain't got it, look, Erica's Big Day book um, is now on the Kindle. So you can go to um, our website, ericasbigday.com, and get that safety book for kids to teach kids how to move around unsecured firearms. You can download it on the Kindle. Um, it's cheaper. You know, I know I know people are worried about the book and the prices, but now you can download it on the Kindle. Or um, So just go to the website, and it'll teach you to walk you through how to do everything. Um, that's it from us. So look, game recognize game. We recognize you, so please recognize us. And we out. I love you.